Hello and welcome to the Royal Central podcast from royalcentral.co.uk. I'm Lydia Starbuck, Associate Editor. And Brittany Barger, the Deputy Editor. I'm Kristen Contino, Chief Reporter. And I'm Jess Isles, Senior Royal Reporter and Editorial Assistant. And in this podcast, our December podcast, we're having a look at the build-up to Christmas for royal families across Europe. And I suppose this time of year is sometimes quite predictable. We expect nice photographs and Christmas cards and appearances at carol concerts and trees and all the Christmassy things. But 2021 has been unusual in many ways and the build-up to several Royal Christmases is somewhat unusual. So we're going to have a look at that on this podcast. We'll be having a chat about the Queen um, very shortly and we will be looking at some of the pretty things, the pictures and the Christmas trees and all the traditions. But we're going to start with um, a Royal story that loads of people that read Royal Central are really, really interested in at the moment, the story of Princess Charlene of Monaco, who's back now in Monaco after a long time in South Africa. Um, But it's not been an easy return home by any stretch of the imagination. And we don't know what Christmas will look like for Charlene because we don't really even know where she is right now. Yeah, we know that she came back um, and they made a show of it with the photos uh, the kid, the kids meeting her outside the princely palace, and they released that. But it was announced just just a couple of days later that she was no longer in Monaco and was somewhere in Europe getting treatment. Um, we don't know how long the treatment is, what the treatment is for. Only that they basically had some sort of an intervention with her brothers and sister-in-law, and she recognized that she needed help. Um, Albert did say that the kids would be able to see her soon, but there's been really no update as usual from the princely palace. So we don't know if there's going to be any, you know, if she'll be there for Christmas. Um, She usually undertakes quite a few engagements around Christmas, but I think it's safe to assume she won't be doing that this year. And we're recording this on December the 3rd. So if my sums are correct and math isn't my strong point, we're only a week away from um, the twins' birthday. Jacques and Gabriella are about to turn seven and it's been it's been a really tough time for them because December's usually birthday Christmas lovely trees nice pictures and actually they found themselves at the center of a bit of an international debate didn't they because we saw them on the balcony with those signs we love you mommy we miss you mommy on um, national day and suddenly everyone's kind of delving into how are they doing Yeah, it's just heartbreaking to imagine as a child. And, you know, we don't know how much they know either or, you know, how much they've been told. But, you know, to to imagine your mother being away for that long and then coming back only to go away again. I mean, anyone can feel for those poor kids. Um, So I do hope that they're able to see her soon and that they're keeping their spirits up and everything. I, I just feel terrible for the children. But you know, we're happy to hear that she's getting whatever treatment she needs and hopefully people are giving them the privacy and respect that they deserve at this time. Yeah, and it's sad when you think too that Jack and uh, Gabriella are going to grow up someday and read about all of this and how it's played out in the public arena and all the speculation, not just for her, her um, illness now, but for the past decade, there have been rumors, you know, She's being kept in Monaco. She didn't want to marry Prince Albert. So it must be sad on that front, too, to think about them growing up someday and wanting to learn more about their mother and their father and and having these stories out there. 
about them. Yeah, because the narrative about Charlene's really been fixed since the wedding day. And we forget that for five or six years before they got married, their relationship was public knowledge and she lived in Monaco and everyone saw them as a fairy tale couple. And then like in the days before the wedding, this story emerged that she might have tried to leave Monaco. She's always denied it. He's always denied it. But from that moment onward, she was the runaway bride. And they've never they've never shaken that off. Everyone's always been watching them with this question mark about whether they actually even like one another so the way things unfolded over the last um the last six months where she went to South Africa and didn't come back it's kind of really fed into that you know another couple people might have gone well there's a pandemic how's she meant to get back she can't fly of course she's stuck there but with them it was immediately oh okay she's finally made a break for it and I think that's because the rumors like you were saying have been around since 2011 when she was the so-called runaway bride was crying at the wedding and she isn't someone who smiles a whole lot so when she's been at events she's not been seen smiling so that's only (laughs) added to said rumors and it was just everyone just jumped to conclusions of she made a break for it she's run she's not coming back to monaco and uh, she, she went back to Monaco temporarily, as we saw. But again, the future just remains uncertain, doesn't it? So in December, like the Monaco Royal Christmas that we'd usually be looking ahead to, we'd have the birthday and there'd be pictures probably on her Instagram and they might release something official. And then you usually get, I have to say, it's one of my favourites, the Monaco Christmas card, which is kind of like as tacky as a classy Christmas card can be because there's usually a tree that is the size of Nelson's column and they're wearing for evening gown and it's all just so glitzy. That's not going to happen, is it? I mean, you know, Charlene isn't going to be well enough to go and even do the kind of easy win of sat around a Christmas tree and then you get his speech in New Year and she usually comes and stands by him and says something. All of those staging posts we're, we're expecting not to happen this year because she's clearly not well we're probably not going to see her before the end of 2021 Mm-mm, no i think with the christmas card it'll be they may just have the twins which they've done in the past but they may use this as a chance to kind of highlight them and we won't see her um like you were saying at the one of the events that i always enjoy is um when they hand out the little um gift bags to the elderly in monaco that's something that she actually always seems to enjoy doing that each year and the little christmas party they have with the kids so those are two events in in december that she'll be missing out on but i'm sure that either caroline or stephanie and or their kids will step in and take part in that alongside albert yeah they really do have some nice christmas events there and up on the site i believe we're going to have some of those articles up soon about how different uh, monarchies celebrate christmas i know i did monaco so you guys can look forward to that but they do have a really nice christmas party i remember the smurfs being there one year and it's just like one of those events like Brittany said where you see her kind of light up and charlene seems to really enjoy you know interacting with people at that event so we're just really hoping, you know, that she can get back to those kind of things soon and we can see her back and doing well. Yeah, it would. It would be good. And, you know, as you said, not just for her, but for the kids as well. But at the moment, kind of the last word we had was there'll be some kind of update before Christmas. And presumably it's just going to be 
another statement and then going into January it's her birthday and we've got the feast of Saint Devot which is always a big event for the Monaco royal family I think one thing that I found interesting about this whole past few months is the way as you said that Caroline and Stephanie have suddenly come to the fore again they'd kind of faded away into the background and then they've brought all of their families with them and I don't often necessarily think of Monaco's royal family as a royal family you've kind of got the figureheads Mm -hmm. but it's not one of those ones that you think come as as a great big group but there's obviously a lot of support for each other there because they've just sprung into action. Yeah, I can't say that I ever thought that they were a particularly close family. I mean, I know the death of Princess Grace brought um, Caroline and Albert and Stephanie close together, but I don't know that I necessarily thought of them being the kind of family where the aunts would step up to help out with the kids or they would go to engagements with Albert. So that's been eye-opening. One um, one set of roles that we do know act as a family is the House of Windsor. And again, the build-up to their Christmas this year has been slightly problematic, shall we say. Um, a lot of it focused on the figureheads. So in the last few days, we've heard the Queen um, is reported to have told the family she's ready to welcome them all for Christmas. Uh, that kind of made me think that someone had got really carried away and put on the family whatsapp group oh don't worry about us we'll all look after ourselves this year and she was like oh no 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 all come to me all come to me you know they're kind of like suddenly find themselves sucked into the traditional family christmas but we understand as far as we can that the windsors will all be together um at christmas depending on what happens here in um the uk of course with our um ongoing health situation but over the last few weeks the queen's been at the center of a lot of speculation because of her health and there are still concerns aren't there because we know she had the sprain back. We know she's been poorly, but we're, we're probably not going to see her doing a public engagement again before this year is out. No, it seems like she's been instructed to rest and she's stuck to that. So, I mean, hopefully in the new year, we might be able to see her doing a few more things. But I feel like this is kind of what we can expect in years to come, too, is her slowing down and you know, she's in her 90s. And I think people forget that she's in her mid 90s, because she's always been so spry and so healthy and just active. And I mean, my grandmother is turning 92. And she's actually very similar to the queen in that sense that she's always, you know, she drives a car still and all that stuff. And she's out and about. And I forget that she's in her 90s. But when something happens, you're like, oh, right. (laughs) Like, because you think of them as being younger when someone is, you know, so you know, healthy and active like that. And you think, too, Prince Philip had retired from public life when he was 95. And yeah. the Queen will be 96 in April. So, you know, in comparison, I mean, she's still going strong. Obviously, he could retire. He's he was the consort um, and, and she, she's not going to abdicate. She made that clear on her 21st birthday. But I mean, she's she's in her mid 90s, like you said, I mean. She's getting older, and that's just something that we're all going to have to adjust to and get used to. Yeah, and if we don't see her out and about again for the rest of the month, I'm fine with that. I want her to be happy and healthy and ready for the Platinum Jubilee. So if we just get pictures or video of her receiving people at Windsor Castle, I'm fine with that. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I know, that's it, because that's the other thing. She's got she's got a big year coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. February the 6th, she'll she'll become the first British monarch to make it to 70 years on the throne. And there is, there is kind of sense, isn't there? We're all willing her to get there because it's such a huge historic 
royal moment and and like you said we forget she's she's in her mid 90s she'll be 96 in just a few months time and that's a fierce old age and any health problem does take that little bit longer to to get over I know when she sprained her back we put an article on the site about you know it's usually two to three days before you're up and about again you think surely that's got to be slightly longer if you if, if you're almost 100 your muscles must be going yeah just let me rest a tiny bit more but it was a huge shock not to see her at remembrance that's what stopped her going to remembrance Sunday and I think that's what crystallized so many people's minds was the fact that she missed that because she she really for her that's it's non-negotiable the fact that she couldn't go and it was announced at the very last minute I think that was the first time I started to worry slightly I'm not worried anymore she looks absolutely fine when we've seen her kind of doing some engagements inside Windsor but for her to miss remembrance that was a really big shock yeah that was definitely a big deal and I think that raised a lot of alarm for people and I mean certainly headlines for sure because like you said, that's kind of, you know, a deal breaker for her. Like she wouldn't miss that except, you know, she missed it before when she was on a tour or when she was pregnant, that type of thing. But otherwise she never would. So, you know, it was, you know, absolutely she couldn't have got there. Um, but, yeah, I think that definitely, like you said, made a lot of people freak out slightly. Um, but now that we have seen her and she looks pretty good, uh, I think kind of that worry has calmed down a bit for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think we had even discussed amongst ourselves, you know, we didn't know how you know, well, but we weren't too worried. But we'd reevaluate things if she was to to miss Remembrance Sunday. And then it happened and we're like, OK, but let, let, we're going to reevaluate a few things. But, like, you know, we're all very happy to see that she's seeming to be doing better. And there was a moment Well, I felt there was a moment um, during that Remembrance Weekend. It wasn't so much at the Cenotaph because we're used to seeing Charles lay the wreath on her behalf. So that's kind of a normal sight now. Um, but it was when he sat in the centre seat in the Royal Box at the Festival of Remembrance with Camilla on one side and Kate on the other. And for a moment, it was kind of like looking at the court of King Charles. There was that sudden moment where you thought, actually, Yes, that that's the future. That was the really strange bit to see the Queen removed from that and Charles kind of in pole position. I think that's what made that whole weekend so bizarre. You know, it, it was just a wake up call. And, and it's something the Queen's referred to in some of her recent speeches. She said none of us live forever. Time catches up with all of us. She's been reminding us, you know, that she's more than well aware of her own mortality. Yeah, I think that's something that's hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around just knowing, you know, eventually that's coming. But she seems sort of invincible, doesn't she? Um, just someone that's been around forever for all of our lives. I mean, unless you're around her age, you haven't had any other monarch going on in your life. So it's just, yeah, it's a new world and a different type of world. So it's hard for people to kind of just even imagine. But like you said, yeah, that's a little you get little glimpses of that, like, okay, this is what it's going to be like. But we're hoping that the next few weeks will turn into kind of a normal run up to Christmas for the British royal family, if such a thing exists after these strange last few years that they've lived through. So we don't really get official portraits, do we? I know Jess in particular would would love a, a portrait of the Cambridge family please, to turn up. Please, please, if you're listening, please. <laughs> 
we tend to get you know there, there's usually something isn't there but you we'll, we'll get a few little snippets there's nothing official but we'd expect to see them all together probably at Sandringham though it might be Windsor if the Queen doesn't want to travel too much and that's where she spent the majority of the last last couple of years and where she spent her last few weeks with Prince Philip so we would expect to see them all come together it's it's slightly jollier than it was this time last year so it's not all doom and gloom in the run up to Christmas around Europe's royal houses at the moment. Although in Belgium, they've had to cancel a state visit. In the Netherlands, they've had to cancel a state visit. The pandemic is still having an impact on what people can and can't do. But we would expect more of our usual Christmas celebrations than we got last year. So what are we particularly looking forward to? I don't know if we should mute Brittany at this point so we can all say <laughs> Sweden before she jumps in. But what are you looking forward to, Brittany? Hmm, I wonder. No, the video, obviously, that Crown Princess Victoria and her family will release. I mean, that, that's my favorite part about December that comes out from all the royals is that video where they end it and saying, good jewel. And I can't ever say Happy New Year in Swedish, but I've got Merry Christmas down. Good jewel. But yeah, I'm excited to see how they do it this year. Because they always do something something cute. And it is the one night of the year. If anyone's looking for Brittany in her hometown, she will be pulling an all-nighter just so she can be up to be the first person to see the video and write about it for royalcentral.co.uk. That, that's the one thing that everybody, no, no one touches but me. <laughs> We've all been instructed not to touch that assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm not a dictator, I swear. <laughs> but it is one of those special Christmas moments, isn't it? And we're hoping to get lots more of those um, this year than we did last year. So what, what's everyone looking forward to seeing this Christmas? Which royal Christmas traditions are we hoping are back in full force? I mean, I always am excited to see the British royals walking to church, you know, whether or not that happens this year, I guess, is TBD. But especially, you know, when George and Charlotte were able to come, that was a really cute moment. So, you know, I think everybody is hoping to be able to see that happen again at some point. Um, fingers crossed. But also the Queen's speech, of course, um, you know, is a must watch every year and I think it's a nice tradition to be able to even, you know, here in the U.S., we can watch it on YouTube or Facebook or what have you. So we can watch at home as well. And I always watch that, you know, as part of my Christmas Day tradition every year. How about you, Jess? I'm looking forward to Camilla decorating the tree at Clarence House. And she always gets um, children supported by, I think it's the Roald Dolls Marvelous Children's Charity. And I think last year it had to be virtual, wasn't it? So she did a, a Zoom call with them and they told her where they wanted her to place their ornaments. But I always look forward to seeing the pictures from that. It's a really special she's got moment. such a grandmotherly aura about her. So it's always so nice to see that. Yeah, that's one of my and favorites. No other, no other British royal does it. So it really is just something for Camilla that that she does like Kristen I like I do like the speeches and I, I there's always that kind of moment where you think because you end up watching quite a lot of them so that we can write about them on the site and you do kind of like Christmas Eve I'm like okay let's get in the zone let's start watching them and um, I have to say I always enjoy the Spanish one mostly because over the last few years it's come with an added frisson of controversy you know is something really really seismic going to be said and it's usually just tiptoed around but we all kind of know what he's hinting at and then I, I, I've got a soft spot I have to say for the King of Belgium's Christmas speech because he usually has a fabulous tree and that palace is beautiful all palaces are beautiful and there's usually some fabulous portrait behind I, I'm very much for the optics on Christmas 
So I love a little bit of sparkle and all these like tasteful Christmas decorations. So I kind of look forward and I love Christmas Eve. It's that anticipation. So the fact those two speeches happen on Christmas Eve, you kind of get into the Christmassy, Christmassy mood by listening to them. Oh, yeah. And if, we're, if I can exclude Sweden, I love King Harold's <laughs> speech on New Year's Eve. He's just such... I just he's so precious and I just love hearing him talk and like giving his speech. He just seems like the world's grandfather. Like he's he's one that everyone will be crushed, you know, when something happens to him, because we always get worried when he gets sick and everything. So I always enjoy his speeches. And he wears a tux for it. And I think one Mm -hmm. year he was leaning on a grand piano. And that's that's kind of what you need to do if you're a king. If everyone's looking at you on New Year's Eve, you wear a tux and you get a piano. Mm hmm. He had it perfect. He did. So that's something to look forward to. Always, yeah. Something else I look forward to is the Danish royals and their little countdown to Christmas with the advent. And I think this year it's a it's a bunch of little elves that uh, the queen made and it traces like the history of Danish monarchs. But I really like the one last year where it was the three kingdoms and they had the little elf brothers needed to get to each other before Christmas. I always think that's so sweet and it's so creative. From Magret. I like extra. <laughs> yes. I don't need anything. <laughs> Daisy is certainly extra. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're really sweet traditions, and hopefully we will get to see a lot more of them because it does get you in the Christmas spirit. And I know there's people listening that maybe don't have people to share Christmas with, and and it is just another way, isn't it, of 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 being part of something, if only for a few moments. It it brings a little bit of cheer to people. We hope. So we'll have coverage of all of the all of the expected Christmas countdowns and all of the slightly unexpected moments in the run up to the festive season that we've been talking about on the on the site on royalcentral.co.uk. Also on our social media um, on Instagram and Twitter. There's always plenty there. And we'll have another podcast for you very soon. We will do a review of the year, quite possibly at 10 minutes to midnight on New Year's Eve, because who knows what's (laughs) going to happen before 2021 is done. But we will have some more podcasts for you. Um, But thank you very much for listening to this one. And bye bye.